Hello and welcome to the audio journal of cardiovascular medicine. I'm Richard Black. Peter Goodwin and I have been sampling the wide range of cardiology news on show at the American Heart Association meeting held in Dallas. As usual, there was plenty on acute coronary syndromes and stenting, with the latest on drug-eluting stents and antiplatelet therapy. We heard about bone marrow cells and also growth hormone as treatments for heart failure, about new aspects of lipid lowering, primary angioplasty in the real world, still better than lytics, at least beyond two hours, according to a new study from Sweden, and how women may get too much glycoprotein 2B3A inhibition and too little aspirin. But we start with acutely decompensated heart failure and evidence that the inotropic agent levosimondan can improve a patient's short-term progress. That was the message coming from the REVIVE trial presented by Milton Packer from the University of Texas in Dallas. We were interested in looking at the effects of new treatments in patients with acutely decompensated heart failure. It's been very difficult to evaluate new treatments for these patients because they're so unstable and their background therapies are changing all the time. So we had to devise a novel endpoint in order to show that a drug worked or didn't work. And we did devise a novel endpoint for the REVIVE study, which looked at the clinical course of patients, both the magnitude of improvement and the magnitude of worsening over five days. This is evaluated by the physician or evaluated by the patient themselves? It was a primary patient assessment for the improvement and a physician assessment for the worsening whether patients clinically deteriorated requiring intravenous rescue therapy as determined by a physician. Okay, and the design of the trial, it's straightforward randomization, levosimendan versus placebo, and for how long were the drugs given? The placebo and levosimendan infusions were given for 24 hours and patients were followed for five days. And what results did you see? What we found was that patients in the levosimendan group were more likely to be improved and less likely to be worse during the course of five days compared to the placebo group. The differences between the two groups was statistically significant, so the primary endpoint of the study was achieved. Can you tell what's driving that difference in endpoints? Actually, both the improvement and domain and the worsening domain were different, so both drove the improvement. So more patients were improved, fewer patients worse in the levosimendan group than in the placebo group. And did you see any differences in what was happening to their other medications during the trial? Well, as you might imagine, physicians intensified therapy as the clinical need arose, as one would expect given the efficacy of levosimendan that we demonstrated. That intensification actually occurred more frequently in the placebo group than in the levosimendan group. What about side effects? Because on the one hand, you've got a novel drug, but on the other hand, with the placebo group patients, they're receiving more of uh, existing medications. They are receiving more of existing medications, and the existing medications, of course, are known to have their own side effects. The side effects of levosimendan were consistent with its pharmacological actions. There was more hypotension, more atrial and ventricular arrhythmias, but there was less worsening heart failure as a side effect in the levosimendan group compared to the placebo group. Where does this leave now the choice of whether and when to use levosimendan, leaving aside the question for a moment that it is an experimental drug in some countries and approved in others? It is an experimental drug, and therefore one has to look at all the information available to it. 
and that needs to be done, obviously, by regulatory agencies before it would become commercially available. The patients who were in, in the REVIVE study were patients who remained short of breath despite the fact they had already received intravenous diuretics. And, and these patients are really challenging. We need new treatments for these individuals. Milton Packer. And for a perspective on this news during the AHA meeting, I turn to Gordon Tomaselli. It's a difficult trial to perform because the control group is a moving target. And the control group is being treated with standard in-hospital therapy for acutely decompensated heart failure, and it's changing. Heart failure therapy is being ratcheted up as the patient's in hospital to get them to a more clinically stable state. I think that the trial suggests that levosimendan actually allows you a little bit of leeway. Patients did better acutely on the drug, which is a calcium sensitizing drug, again a novel mechanism of action, and required less in the way of kind of ratcheting up of their other standard therapies to get them to a clinically stable state to get back on their chronic regimens and get out of the hospital. So I think that's promising. I think we have yet to hear about whether or not uh, there's a mortality benefit. It's difficult to know early on whether or not a heart failure drug has a liability in terms of producing more in the way of death related to heart failure because these, particularly the inotropic drugs that we've used in the past, do make people feel better. But again, over time, mortality increases and a lot of that mortality is sudden and probably due to arrhythmias. And I guess one question would be, well, if you can produce improvements just by ratcheting up background medication, which are in the same order that you get from giving levosimendan, then why not just do that? Again, as you ratchet up therapy with other medicines, you run into the risk of toxicity from those other medicines. When you can use drugs that have complementary mechanisms of action, always run the risk of polypharmacy, but you also give yourself some leeway in terms of avoiding side effects with high doses of other drugs. But it does sound from what you're saying as though with this patient group, it's going to be really difficult to produce nice, clean studies with concrete conclusions. That would be my prediction, but I'll wait to see the data. Gordon Tomaselli from Johns Hopkins School of Medicine in Baltimore, Vice Chair of the AHA's Scientific Sessions Committee.